0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up! Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Andrew. No, you're Screwhead Andrew.
1: Oh shit, Screwhead Andrew,
0: sorry. (laughs) Or is the audience the screwheads? Is that how it goes?
1: You know, I don't know, that's a great question. Because I think I'm... I think there's somebody else called. Oh wait, no. Oh fuck, that's your Reddit name, Screwhead Dan. Oh fuck. All right. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Rewind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are two friends who met over teaching in South Korea and bounded over our love of horror movies. So every episode we get together, we watch a horror movie and then we discuss it uh, for the duration of the podcast to suck, dismember, and analyze the film. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to our opening theme song. That is Horror Movie Story by the Bad Tandies Atlas. You can go ahead and get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys, and their Facebook is amazing right now because they are just constantly posting weird pictures of themselves, and it's wonderful. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we are kind of in the middle of a events going on because of COVID-19 and all our quarantine getting up all in our business. We have decided, because we both come from an education background in our careers, to do the entire month of May, schools out forever. Last week, uh, we did the 1997 film The Faculty, the one where Jon Stewart gets a pen to the eye. And today, we're going back to the 80s to talk about the slasher film Final Exam in 1981 so andrew yes why'd you choose this movie
1: uh i just i think it i saw like a video about it a long time ago um and actually so i actually rewatched it for this so there's a great video for anybody who's interested in this film um by uh good bad flicks i think the guy's name cecil makes them they're really great and he basically kind of profiled the creation of this movie and it just looked really interesting to me um and so when we kind of had this idea of like what should we watch for a kind of horror movies for school. I thought, like, yeah, that that one has the name Final Exam in it, so that works. Yeah, definitely. I've never seen it before, so I was really curious.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, set on a college campus, all the people who die are college students for the most part, so... It, it definitely very, very topical to what we're doing, and we got to have a slasher in here. I mean, yeah. this is a typical slasher. There is a villain who goes around and randomly picks off all these college kids one by one. We're talking in the vein of Black Christmas or Halloween or Friday the 13th, which had come out a few years before this movie. Um, so this hmm. was kind of like along with the genesis of the slasher film, like people trying to get out on that gravy train as they were going on.
1: So yeah, from, from what I understand, that actually was the, like, the exact reason for the creation of this movie. Uh, movie i think i think like in that in the video i was talking about i think he mentions that like the um the director and then the, the producer basically said like like friday the 13th just came out like let's make a movie like it and we want like every scene to be reminiscent of one of the scenes from the previous slash movies that have already been made mm-hmm. so it's very derivative it's like it's supposed to be a knockoff and they know it
0: yeah most definitely in that one. This movie is kind of interesting too because it was actually banned in the United Kingdom during the video Nasty Panic. Um, the Obscene Publications Act 1959, which was one of the um, laws passed that basically said, okay, you know, if a movie is too violent or too ridiculous, then we can ban it outright. Um, this was a uh, victim of that one as well, just much like those college kids. So yeah, if you lived in London or in the nineteen eighties, you legally could not see this film. Which Aww. is a little bit ridiculous because it really is not that bad, but it was nineteen eighty one, so there's what it is, except for that one scene we'll talk about later.
1: You know, I feel like slashers in general just kinda get that treatment a lot. Like Black Christmas was banned, um I think was it New Year's Evil was banned? Mm-hmm. Um I think What's the other one? Uh, the Garbage Day, the original Garbage Day Oh, movie.
0: Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, I think that was Dan 2. Garbage Banju. Day, I think, yes, like... that was. It's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the later Friday the 13th films were constantly just recut and re-edited because they would submit it to the uh, you know ratings board and they would come on back and say, nope, too bloody, and we get ridiculous stuff like in Jason Takes Manhattan where half the kills are just completely off screen. So, <laughs> yep. Anyway. 1991, they decided to make a slasher film based off the college campus, which we are going to be talking about today. Before we get started, though, Andrew, initial impressions of Final Exam.
1: So the, the slasher genre is, like, one of my favorite genres. Like, I have I've watched, like, all of the Halloween, all of the uh, Friday 13th, all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, and I kind of had forgotten about the genre. Like, not forgotten, but I just hadn't watched them in a long time and forgot how much I love that genre.
0: Yeah, because really horror movies today, I mean, when I think what are the horror movies coming out that are really, really popular, really, really famous, one, the A23 Ari Aster, you know, Hereditary and which are not slasher films at all, but the slasher genre itself has kind of laid dormant for the past couple of years.
1: Well, yeah, I I kind of Uh think the slasher genre kind of got overtaken by, like, the murder porn and then, like, the paranormal activity genre.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, then like, Blumhouse came on in, and they're doing their thing with all their horror movies coming out.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess you could say, like, Happy Death Day is kind of a slasher. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And I guess that remake of Black Christmas, which I haven't seen yet, which we should do at some point. We should. Uh, because it looks stupid as shit. Um, <laughs> we should. I've, I I literally, I, I bought it on demand and have not watched it yet. <laughs> uh, I've owned it for, like, probably two months now on demand. It looks terrible. Um, mm mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I, I, I guess, like, you know, I know, maybe, I wonder if, like, we can almost say, like, that, they had that series of remakes of all different um, slashers, and there was that Halloween that came out recently, but I feel like, in general, like, new entries in the slasher genre really aren't common anymore. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you know, it could be for a myriad of reasons, maybe just the genre evolved past that subgenre because for a while there, especially back in the nineties, whenever you thought horror movie, you know, you immediately went to Halloween or Friday the thirteenth, you went to the slasher genre and that's it. Um now when I think horror movie, I definitely think, you know, a whole myriad of other films as well.
1: So You know, yeah. actually I wonder too, like, so we think about like the history of slasher films, a lot of them kinda of came out like kind of under the radar. They were they were kind of produced you know, for low budgets with, like, not very well-known production companies and usually yeah. not really starring anybody famous. And then once that first movie kind of kicked off, then they became popular and then they became kind of, like, known and the franchise occurred. So I wonder if there are a lot of slash movies being made. They're just not in the public consciousness as these kind of more high-budget, I don't know, triple-A horror movies are coming out like Midsummer and like Hereditary, where, like, they're overshadowing any kind of new independent slash movies that are probably being made we're just not seeing. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing, too, I'm thinking of, a lot of these independent filmmakers, every time I see, like, yeah, I'm putting together a movie, you know, it's an indie film, it's either, you know, a Wes Anderson knockoff, or it is a horror movie slash, I mean, God, I remember back in middle school, one of my friends got a video camera from his dad, and we got together, and we started making our own horror movie, and we filmed, like, seven scenes of it, but... Even then, slasher movies for some reason just is uh, the people who have lower budgets enjoy making them a lot more than other types of movies. Maybe it's because of, again, the budget. You can't really do an action film that well with limited amounts of money, but could be onto something there too. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Final Exam, 1981, set on a college campus. Once again, a slasher film that basically details a killer who goes around and uh, completely dismembers all of these college students one by one. My initial thoughts, it's kind of lost in the show. Like, there's one scene in this movie that really, really sticks out to me, and then everything else is just kind of a wet fart. It really doesn't do anything... Particular that I felt makes it stand out a little bit from any other slasher film ever. I mean, it's okay, slasher movie. The kills aren't great. The characters are very forgettable. I mean, you literally texted me halfway through the movie and you were just like, So, this guy wearing a brown shirt, I don't know his name, so I'm going to call him Brown Shirt. And if he changes his shirt, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of movie we're dealing with right here. Uh, You want to hop on in and talk about our opening scene?
1: Yeah, before we do, that, I have a question. Yeah, uh, sure, go for it. Wet fart. Where, where does that come from? Like, because to me, a wet fart stands out more than, like, a dry fart. Like, wouldn't that be, like, an exceptional fart? Wouldn't that be, like, the embarrassing fart?
0: I would say a wet fart, I've always kind of figured it as it is a... Um... God, you're really making me think now. Like, I'm just yeah, thinking, I like, you should your parents Oh,
1: like a a wet fart is a sharp, yeah. Like that's that 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 is like a that's an embarrassing. That's like a, that's like a I don't know a chart of a movie is probably like I don't know like like something Battle that for the fails, something.
0: but something that fails spectacularly.
1: Yeah, like something like abysmal. <laughs> like I don't know. I, I just <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no no no. This this is the this is the plot that we're going to go on for the next five minutes. Okay, so a dry fart movie, I would say, is. You know something that's uh yeah i guess that would be a little bit inoffensive i would say this category is more of a dry fart then wet right. farts i mean there's there's a spectacle there yes. there's like, something like, you just can't look away from
1: i would say this is yeah this is like one of those farts where it just kind of sounds like you know air escape from somewhere you're like oh
0: <laughs> oh was that a fart oh yeah that was a fart oh yep there it is that was a fart all right it's gone now
1: yeah it's like when your dog yeah. farts it's just like yes it's out <laughs>
0: Whereas, wet farts, you know, you have to go in, you have to say, oh, no, that's, that just happened. Oh, God, I hope I didn't get on my underwear. Oh, God, now I need to take a shower. Yeah, yeah. Battlefield Earth being a <laughs> wet fart. I love it. <laughs> All
1: right. So, so yeah. That's uh, right. Now we're done talking about farts. That's going to be like, on the
0: episode subtitle, isn't it? Where Dan and Andrew discuss wet farts.
1: <laughs> that, has to, that, that has to be, actually. It's, it's, honestly, it's taken about five minutes, so I think it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best thing. Um, Open so, and see. So, 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 go. So in the movie, go. All right. So first all the thing I want to know is about this movie. This movie starts off with these red credits, like you know everybody's name. It's like introducing Cecile Baghdadi, who is the uh, the main character of this film. Uh-huh. Who I didn't realize till like halfway through that she's the main character. Yeah. But this movie transitions from character credits to setting credits. Like it's like Cecile Baghdadi. Then it says March College Midnight, and like I had to kind of stop for a second and be like, oh, okay, so this is the setting now. Like. They use the exact same credits they do for listing the people in the movie as they do like the location, and it looks like it's just another credit for a name. And I had to kind of like stop and reassess what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting choice for them. Um, but anyway, uh, so the movie starts off um, with these two kids in a car making out, and the girl, and the you know the the guys like so into it. The girl's like, "No, nah, let's like not make out awkwardly like in like by like this lake or wherever the hell they are." And he's like, "No, let's just keep going." And she's like, "Come on, like let's go, you know, somewhere else." And He's like, "I can't, I can't return to the hotel room. I just bought you all that like beer." Yeah, <laughs> it was just, he, he seems like a, a complete douche.
0: Oh yeah, um, no, he's being completely manipulative, and it's uh, whenever I think of dating and courtship in the '70s, I picture scenes like this, most definitely, before, you know, femis- feminism became more prevalent. I mean, this guy's a total asshole, and he's completely manipulating her into doing things that she's clearly uncomfortable with.
1: Yeah, completely. And
0: it- yeah. The other thing, too, he's the quarterback,
1: and she's the cheerleader. Oh. I didn't pick up on that. That actually makes sense, yeah, because he talks about that, that he thinks that, like... Um, so they start hearing noises, and he starts saying, oh, like, oh, it's probably the other guys on the team doing this shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it seems very reminiscent of that that, you know, that kind of classic the hook story where they hear a noise outside and he's like, I'm going to look at it. And she's like, no, don't do it. Um, but eventually uh, like almost like kind of abruptly uh, somebody climbs on top of the car and uh, on top of the, the hood of their kind of convertible they have and just like shoves this kind of like, peeks his head over like the, the edge of the, um, the windshield and kind of peeks in at them. <laughs> and it's, it's so like kind of weird. Cause you just like randomly <laughs> see the killer's face and you're like, Oh, all right it's some yeah, weird guy it, with black hair
0: that's the other thing i want to say take a second to talk about this killer in this movie because not only do they not explain why he's doing this they don't say his name they don't give him any background he's just some guy with the 70s haircut who is going around killing these college kids and we don't really ever know why that's just his force of nature thing um but they don't attempt to hide his face at all like we see it all the time. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's, you know it's him, too, because he's always wearing the same fucking green jacket. So, like You always uh-huh. know when he's appearing. It's never a surprise. Like
0: He reminds me of... Oh, God, who's the really, really tall guy from Happy Gilmore? The guy who gets the nail in the foot. Shit, oh my... what was his name?
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about, and I agree.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly who he reminds me of. It is just... Not Shooter McGavin. Du, 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 du. <sighs> Not Chubbs. Not Chubbs, definitely Chubbs. Mr. Larson. There we go. Yeah, that's yeah. our guy. That's our guy. Oh yeah, that's right. He was uh he was Moonraker. Or he was uh, Jaws and Moonraker too.
1: Yeah, that's gonna say uh, yeah, that, that uh-huh. was a fun villain. And basically so this guy uh, appears to the canopy and gets up and starts banging around up there. I don't know how. Um and so the the boyfriend in the car hops in the front. Uh, well, actually, you know, he slashes, the guy slashes the top of the canopy open. And the boyfriend, <laughs> like, instead of, you know, going out the back or, you know, getting away from the slash the guy just created, hops right up into it and tries to drive the car. And so the killer pulls him out front and just unceremoniously stabs the shit out of him on the hood while the girl emits, like, the most annoying fucking scream over and over again. Like, and she can't, like, hold the scream, so it's like, ah, ah, ah. Like she's like yeah. breathing as she's doing it. It's, it's like really awkward. It's
0: it's it, it's like they took the one scream and recorded it and then kept repeating it over and over and over and you over. Know, exactly. Again. I wonder
1: if it's yeah, uh, it could have been.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I did send something on IMDb trivia about this, which I know it's IMDb trivia. I should be taking it a grain of salt, but apparently, um, uh, what was the scream? There we go. Uh, for her audition, um, one of the characters was required to give a realistic scream of terror, and her screams were so convincing that not only did she land the lead role, but her screams were dubbed on over for the other actresses as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. That's great. I don't I, think, I don't even think main character screams are that good either. What the heck? No. All right. no? Good to know. All right. <laughs> so after this murder happens, we cut over to Lanier College, again, with, again, those weird red credits that are the exact same credits for people's names. Yep. And what's happening there?
0: Uh, so we cut on over and we get um, a d- 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 introduction to our main character, which we're just going to call her Curly Courtney. Her, her Her name is Courtney, but she has curly hair, so we could just call her
1: Curly Hair. Yep, yeah, yeah. I-, I called her Fuzzy Hair, but you know, Fuzzy I, Hair, Fuzzy a, same Hair, thing, works, same you know. thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and she's kind of in this bell tower sort of thing. Is it It's a tower. There's a bell.
1: I think think, they're coming out of some kind of class, but I think like, yeah, I think it's the church is what's supposed to be. She
0: looks like she's way, way, way high up there. Like it's this Notre Dame and Quasimodo is just hanging on up. She's really high up there. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so we get introduced to her and then we get introduced to our other characters who are Blonde's girl who falls in love with a fraternity one. And then the other girl who, dude, I don't even know.
1: Sorry, so, so, yeah, so there, there's... I
0: don't even know any of the characters' names in this movie because there's so lots of them introduced very, very quickly, and they're all college stereotypes. And I just
1: well, so yeah. originally when we're, so we're introduced to brown shirt guy, and he's walking with our main character, fuzzy hair, and like I, at first I thought that he was going to be our main character because he seemed he kind of reminded me of um, Billy from Gremlins a wee bit because uh-huh. uh, he sound, he starts out as kind of a nice guy, but you know he's complaining about the fact that he like. He's, uh, he needs past chemistry or his parents won't pay for his car anymore. So you're like, All right, he's kind of a dick. And I, was, yeah. and I kind of questioned my, in my notes, like, is he our main character? He seems kind of like a douche. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then we get introduced to their friend, whose name I do know, because his name is Cabbage, which is, I don't – a Radish? Is it Radish or Cabbage? Radish. It is it's Radish. radish. Okay. And
0: he's the nerdy character.
1: Yeah, he's our nerd <laughs> who loves horror movies. And, and he really has
0: weird. the best lines in the whole movie. He,
1: do, he does, but they're so awkwardly delivered. Like this yes. – I don't know. He, he, oh, he's yeah. He's a weird guy. <laughs> But like, That's
0: the other thing in this movie, too, just the acting is terrible. Like, it is some of the worst slasher acting I've ever seen. It's so bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wee bit awkward. Um, but um, basically, we're introduced to them, and we're introduced to um, our Jock guy, who's like a football player and his name is Wildman, or at least that's what his shirt says everyone calls him Wildman. i don't know his actual name is i don't think they ever tell us I
0: think on wikipedia his name is ralph brown as Wildman, so let's just call him wild man
1: yeah no Wildman, great name great name <laughs> um and they're all walking talking about their classes um and uh while they're kind of you know going going around um they we kind of learned that they have a, a test what they have it was a what kind of test is it it's a do they ever uh, say what a test it is?
0: No, they didn't. It's just a test. Uh, chemistry. Chemistry test. Is it, Okay. They're, 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 yeah. They
1: go to their chemistry test. Um, and, you know, the chemistry test starts, the professor uh, goes out and leaves. Um, and the nerd... Not and, only you know,
0: that, too, but... He completely hams it up because he leaves during the test, and there's a couple proctors in the room to make sure that no one's cheating. But not only does he kind of tell them, hey, you know, if you're going to cheat, uh, you know, make sure you don't do that, uh, he says, yeah, so I've placed snipers in McWilliams Tower, and they will fucking shoot your ass if you cheat. Like, he is hamming it up. Oh, and it's. He well,
1: it makes a really awkward. Uh he makes a really awkward phrase he says he um they were the gun bearers for the Eagles Scout in Texas referring to the guy who like shot all those people in Texas that sniper who got up in that bell tower and shot everyone.
0: Oh that's right. Yes. So he makes
1: reference to that and like uh uh-huh. only the inventor picks it up and he's like huh he's like oh that's great. ha. <laughs> it's like uh that's really fucking like that's you know again really inappropriate shooter humor for today but back then I guess it's probably okay.
0: Yeah, that's what I really want to know. Like, was this considered inappropriate for 1981 as well? Or is it just because we're looking through the cultural lens of 2020, does it seem even worse? Like, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know if it's just the movie's tone deaf or
1: if it was just tone deaf at the time. Well, because I I'm referring to a shooting that didn't happen that long ago. Like, I don't Yeah. It's <laughs> a little weird. Um, but the professor, you know, gives his TAs off to it. He's like, all right, you guys do your shit. And he leaves. And he bumps into this uh, other... Blonde, we have a couple blonde girls. Um, to this girl, um, I think her name's actually Lisa or Linda. I actually, think I got her name. Um, and we learned that they're having an affair. And he like is really awkward talking about uh, cheating on her, like cheating on his wife with her.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and she's like, I want a big city, and you know, you guys want to have you know, have one more thing. And um, at one point, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh man, I can't, you know, I can't leave any marks, or the redhead will be on me, and that, that, that saggy bitch. And um, Lisa's like, what? What is she like? She like, she must be like thirty by now. So, it sounds like he's already dating somebody much younger than him. His wife is already much younger than him, and now he's trying to go for, like, a college student.
0: Yeah, and he's, you know, he's saying, yeah, you know, the teaching is the same thing year in, year out, but one benefit is the sweet young things that throw themselves at me. Just, like, again, is this movie tone of deaf for the time, or tone deaf in general?
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, the good news is, like, we find out that she's not really into him, necessarily. She's just... Uh like we, we learned that Lisa is very much a character who uses her charms to get what she wants. Feminine and very,
0: wills to her benefits.
1: Yeah. And she's very active uh-huh. about it. It's very, yeah. It's, you know, I, I it's very like, it's, it's not like she's was a cash food, but she's like, I'd rather do this than do the other thing. So she's making a choice. Um, uh, uh-huh. uh, and so as this test is going on, um, nerd guy <laughs> finishes, uh, and he's like, he's like, I guess I'm just too smart. And then, uh, Jock or meet, what's his name Wildman Wild he's like I guess I'm just too dumb I don't have time for this and like walks out yes. uh,
0: no no the line is great it's something like you know I'm just I'm too smart for this no he stands up and he leaves and the nerd guy is just like I can't help it I'm just brilliant and then Wildman the dumb Jock is just like I can't help it because I'm offensive and then he turns oh,
1: it. Yeah, he like burps right he gets and yes burps. he burps really real loud <laughs> he's like I've got better things to do
0: uh-huh. which,
1: which is great because he like you know it's like We learned later that that he he has plans, but it's like, uh, like if that actually happened, I'd be like, "You just paid like six hundred dollars for this hour you spend here. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) What do you mean?" Um, But also, do you think does Wildman have a wig on? His hair is so freaking puffy.
0: I know. I'm staring at it right now. It it definitely does seem like a wig, or maybe just a '70s haircut. Like all the outfits, all of the haircuts in this movie are just super, super '70s. He looks like if Owen Wilson spent a few hours at a blow dryer. Yeah. That's probably what his haircut looks like.
1: Yeah. Well, that, so then um, on, on his way out, um, we see somebody kind of stalking Wildman. And it turns uh-huh. out to be his coach, his football coach, who, like, jumps down from behind a tree. It's so freaking weird. Um,
0: it's like a pathetic attempt at a jump scare. Like, the coach is just waiting for him behind the tree. And he's like, hey, how's my star player?
1: But it's not just, hey, he, like, actually fucking pushes a Wildman, like, to the point that Wildman, like, stumbles back. And it's like, what's... That's not right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's, it's yeah. really fucking weird. Uh, so, Wildman runs off to uh, to go do his thing. Um, and we kind of cut back to our uh, Lisa and Frizzy Haired Girl <laughs> walking around and talking when uh-huh. a brown van pulls up. Oh, what, God. What is that brown van Dan? So,
0: this is the most memorable scene in the entire movie because I. I I refuse to believe that it was just tone deaf for the time. I feel I refuse I just it's ridiculous. So yeah, a big brown van pulls up in the middle of a college campus and then the doors open and there are three masked gunmen with assault rifles and they just start mowing down everyone on the entire campus. Like people shoot, they fall to the ground, blood is splaying everywhere. We are sixteen minutes into this movie and already we have a massive school shooting. The nerve And then Brown Hair Girl are kind of freaking out about it. Nerd calls the police. But then Brown Shirt, our quote-unquote main character at this time, decides to edit his entire test. He's got a red pen on him, and he automatically marks his own, writes his score at the very top, and then leaves. Fakes his score. So... So there's assaults, assaultants that carry a bunch of bodies into the van and then leave. And everyone's still freaking out. Holy shit, there's a big college campus. Nerd guy gets to a phone. Operator, this is an emergency. Give me the sheriff. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And then the girls, Blonde and our main character, Courtney, start talking to each other. And they're just like, hey, did you see that crazy school shooting that happened? Yeah, that was nuts, wasn't it? Like, they're... Reaction to this event is just, oh hey ha ha, and then one of them says, "Well yeah, I was scared, but then I noticed that they had a Gamma Fraternity sticker on the very back of the van. Oh those frat boys! It was just <laughs> another
1: prank." Yeah, I think, oh man, how are you going to pass this test? Well, I'm going to stage a school shooting. In the meantime, put take out a red pen and write on my test. <sighs> genius, genius, genius.
0: It's, and then the other girl is just, who they're talking to, is just like, oh, those jokesters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. I, I don't think that would fly today. I think that I think that would definitely be like a, if no. they ever did a remake, they'd probably have to uh, cut that out. Or something.
0: You don't say? You don't say. No. A school what? shooting scene played out for laughs? No. Well, actually, I
1: don't know. It, I, I guess, because to a degree, it's a character developing moment, because you learn what kind of guy Brown Shirt and Wildman are to do that. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know? But, but I guess, I don't know, it's also like, I don't know, I guess, I think in modern day what we do is we would have our, instead of frizzy haired character laughing at it and be like, ha ha ha, she'd be offended and be angry. Probably yeah, be she'd be take. just
0: like, what the fuck is going on there? Uh
1: uh-huh. It'd be like, you guys are assholes, what are you doing, what's wrong with you? That would be, uh-huh. I think that'd be the modern interpretation. I think they could still do it, they just have to change the way characters react to it.
0: Yeah, possibly. I don't know, I, I, I genuinely don't know, because if a remake were to happen, they want to go for a campy feel. You know, and I, I, I don't feel there's any way in today's environment you can make a school shooting feel camp- campy.
1: Well, we haven't, had, we haven't had college shootings in a while, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Welcome to America. It has been this many days since our last school shooting. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to touch that. Um <laughs> <laughs> So we cut on over to the uh, cafeteria where Blonde Girl, was it Lisa? It was Lisa, right? The one sleeping with the professor? I don't even know. Yes, yes. Yes, okay. So Blonde Girl Lisa um, is talking to Brown Shirt, <laughs> and she's just like, oh, so was it you who was, you know, coordinated that little fake school shooting? Ha ha. You're the leader of all that rabble. Blah, 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 blah. And shirt is completely denying. He's like, "Not me, no. Changing a, a staging a school shooting in order to change a test grade? Nah, I wouldn't do that." Hey, by the way, when are we gonna fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's super smooth. He's and he's a leader of the fraternity, right? That, that's what I'm. Assuming, that's what I kind of get. it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's up there, right there. Uh, Courtney, main character, and then I'm just gonna say, ditzy Blonde? There's seductive blonde, and then there's, like, innocent blondes, And innocent blonde is just, like, very, very naive. Uh, naive blonde. There we go. Seductive I blonde and naive blonde. So naive blonde is there, too. And, um...
1: Her boyfriend yeah, comes up, right? Because it's...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, yeah, her, bo- her boyfriend, her boyfriend whose name's Gary. And the reason I know Gary's name is because Gary's name is on the back of his shirt. Yes.
0: So. <laughs> I was thinking that day when he was sneaking in later in the movie. I was like, just like, ah, that's right, Gary. Like, Thank like, you, movie.
1: I wish, ever, like, and actually, Wildman. I know Wildman thing because his name's on his shirt too. Every that's right. Sh- and like Brown got ga- Brown shirts, name is on his shirt because it's a brown shirt. Like, <laughs> great, great naming, great naming.
0: And uh, Radish's name is there because he looks like a radish.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I they <laughs> Radish's name. They were just like, you're gonna remember his name because it's so fucking ridiculous.
0: Oh, and the killer's name is there because he kills people. Ah,
1: damn. <laughs> I thought it was no. Talk seriously, there.
0: that's that's what's listed <laughs> to under. Um, on the Wikipedia to trainer as the killer.
1: Well yeah, I think I think in that in the video I was talking about earlier, I think the the guy said that they, they the director intentionally did not want a name. They were gonna like they were thinking about kind of humanizing him and kind of exploring uh-huh. him a little bit and like, nah. Like it's yeah more, it's better that he's not we want him to yeah. not be explored. Um yep. we don't do a random thing. Yep. But um so wild men and brown shirt pull out the new pledge, Greg, and uh tell him that neither of them wanna have to study Kyle? for this test. No,
0: Gary, Gary, Gary. Gary, fuck,
1: Gary. So Uh they they pull out Gary. See, even even with his name, I don't know his name. Um, So they pull him out, and they're like, "Yo, man, like we need you to go steal the test uh, for the fraternity because, like, we don't want to study for the chemistry. That's stupid. So uh, help us out, bro." And he's like, "I I don't want to do that." And they kind of strong arm him. They basically strong arm him into it. Like, you got to do it, or you're not going to be in here. Um,
0: Pledge, pledge. You got to do whatever it is. Pledge.
1: Does that like? I guess that that probably has happened in the past. Fraternities, like. Oh.
0: Most definitely, That's, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I don't. I don't think it happens as much anymore. But
1: that was a yeah. thing. I feel like. So I. I almost joined a fraternity in college, and it was like my my buddy ran it, and it was like the nerdy. They had like Super Smash Bros. parties, and they'd like a giant brownie tower one day. <laughs> like mm. <laughs> I'm like I don't think this is the same kind of fraternity, but you know, clearly I, they they only they only try to get the best at. Up to Theta, I think it was, and they, they actually got shut down the year after I decided not to join, so it worked well. <laughs> you
0: could have saved it, Andrew. I, I, saved know, it. That's,
1: that's what I keep thinking. I keep, I keep saying, I was like, yo, uh-huh. man, like, I, I think had I joined the fraternity, I would have turned it around, but uh, mm-hmm. sorry.
0: No, I was actually texting my girlfriend in the middle of this, and I was just like, do you have you ever heard of any fraternity who do like crazy hazing rituals, like personally? Like, we see it on the news and stuff like that, and it is a staple, definitely downtrodden in recent years, but I'm sure during the 70s and 80s this was something that genuinely happened, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, So, nothing really of note happened for a little while after that. Um, No,
0: most definitely. This movie is very slow-paced. Like, Extremely, extremely slow paced. We get our opening kill in the opening scene, and then we deal with about an hour of bullshit between all these college students before anything else happens. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, one college girl is dating this guy, but it's a secret because we can't tell them. Oh, he gave his pin to her, and apparently if the fraternity finds out that the pin is, uh, you know, taken away, then they have to, you know, pin him up against a tree. And it's just... There's so much fluff in this movie. There is. And I get why, because it's a low-budget film, and they had to extend the runtime somehow, especially since the kills are nothing spectacular either. But
1: it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I still think it's enjoyable overall. Uh Uh, So so the next thing that really happens is um, that that cop. So the sheriff shows up, the one who um, Radish called earlier, and is just like, so where's the school shooting? He's like, I better see a shooting, or you're going to wish that's all you've had happen here.
0: He's uh, like he, he, he's he's the, he's the detective or the sheriff at the office, or it's just like, oh hey sheriff, we heard we got a school shooting. School shooting, hot damn, I'm there, and he goes on down like he's he's excited for it.
1: But I love it too because he's like school shooting, hot damn, I'll go down. But then there's enough time for people to go get lunch, uh, have their conversation about the chemistry test, uh, drive around a little bit, come back, and then the sheriff shows up. So like. Sorry, buddy. Like, if you were investigating a school shooting, you fucking missed your, your chance. <laughs> like, it's been, like, fucking three hours. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, worst sheriff ever. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, so they go, um, so he, he's, you know, um, basically the nerd is like, we've all been victims of a harmless prank. And this, this guy's voice is so fucking weird. I can't ever, like, place, like, I thought he was the killer or something for a little bit, but, like. Mm-hmm. He's just, a, the actor's really weird. I, I know that most of his kids had no acting credits, because I guess there's like a, an acting strike going on during during this time. There's a writer's strike or something. Yeah, um, they're all
0: new actors who are in this movie. Now, his voice reminds me of, like, if a stand-up comedian who is not white decides to do an impression of a stereotypical white guy, that's his voice. Hey, let's go on down to the picnic. I'll bring my Wonder Bread.
1: Yeah. when <laughs> you know, Let's listen like like to Kenny G on the
0: way. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Like, I think
1: like he always sounds like he's kind of laughing to himself a little bit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's got this air of smugness to him too. Like it, it's very weird because half the time I'm just like, okay, I think he's thinks he's better than everyone else, and the other half of the time I'm just like, oh, he's just misunderstood.
1: And I think that's what he's. I think he's supposed to be played off as of this misunderstood, sweet kind of like mm-hmm. semi male lead, but like not. I don't know. He's weird. Um, but basically, uh, he, he's like, yeah, it's just harmless prank. He's like, but I did actually get the uh, license plate of the, of the people who did this. So uh, he passed that license plate over to the uh, the sheriff, and the sheriff calls it in, and, like, wild man and uh, brown shirt, like, what
0: the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, so the other thing, too, um, if you go back to the scene where the actual school shooting occurs, there is actually no license plate on that van. Is there one on the front? I did not see it because that was not, another one lifted as a, listed as a goof on IMDB and I went back and I checked it and I did not see a license plate at all.
1: <laughs> maybe, oh, this movie. Maybe it's actually, maybe the nerd is playing a super joke and he actually just knows Wildman's license plate on his other car and just told him that to be a dick.
0: Oh man, he's playing chess but we're all playing checkers. Dude, wow.
1: Damn, he's a pro. <laughs> uh, but basically the sheriff like calls it in and is like isn't this you, Wildman?
0: <laughs> um,
1: and he's like and he's going to arrest him until like the coach comes up and the coach the coach and the students fucking bully the sheriff <laughs> and it's so fucking weird cuz the coach is like i remember that time there was a uh, a fire at the library and you you hid the the fire hose and you were like that's a pretty nice fire there and he's like and the sheriff's like you got me this time man like i guess i'll be okay with you guys staging a school shooting like
0: <laughs> it's
1: such like a weird it's like a uh, okay, that, hap- like, that happened, like, what, what's that law that says things that happened past 10 years we can't, like, prosecute anymore? Statue
0: of limitations. Yeah, statute of limitations, wow. there's
1: that, and also, like, I'm sorry, ju- there's a, there's a two very different things. Um, <laughs> assuming he wasn't the arsonist, he started the fire, and he happened to randomly hide the hoses at a time before, and this coincidentally happened, like, completely different situations. Um, but they just, like, bullying, they treat him like an ass for, like, doing his fucking job when these kids are fucking dicks. Like... <laughs> it's it's ridiculous it's it's so and like and the school drunk cop shows up
0: yes, i love school drunk cop he,
1: like i he's, i don't even know what's the purpose of him in the story i think the purpose of him in the story is to establish that the coach and him go bow hunting at night or like at like three in the morning and he's like you don't come all sloshed up when you when we go bow hunting later and he's like i won't i'm good and like that's 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 the interaction
0: yeah, no, I think he's like a security guard or something for the campus, but obviously he doesn't do a very good job. Both with this scene and but scenes later too. He's but. literally just standing around
1: drinking. That, that's his, his okay. game plan. That's his okay. thing. Yeah.
0: So we cut back to the sorority and or the female dorm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and we get a all of the girls together. Um, and. We get to see uh, some additional things. I, I forget what the first conversation is with it's, it's, um, Seductive Blonde and Courtney.
1: Basically, her talking about going to going to the professor. And she makes the comment, <laughs> like, you'll never catch me studying when there's a man teaching. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> really, <laughs> You're a slut. It's really freaking weird because, like, then we get this weird scene of, like, fuzzy hair being depressed about the fact that she's not, like, hot. Like, I, I'm assuming because she thinks she's not hot enough to seduce a guy into getting her an a instead of studying and it's like is that like really the moral quandary of this character this like the this character is depressed because they don't think they're hard enough to get an A for having sex with the professor. Like, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then not only that, the nerdy character and her share a scene where she's just like, oh, man, my roommate's whoring herself out for grades. I, you know, am feeling really downtrodden about that. And then, of course, the nerdy character goes, well, it's only logical you would feel jealous, but don't worry. Sooner or later, she will come and she will get her comeuppance.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's no free brunch, which isn't isn't the phrase lunch? And then, and then her response is even weird to that because she's like, "You men know exactly what you want, and you and you know just how to get it." And it's like, "What? <laughs> what? What does that mean? Like, are, are you like, are they implying that like, like, like I'm trying to think of like the 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 carryover of like whoring yourself out for a grade and that and I'm like, is that what wild men and they're like shooting is is that what she's talking about? Like, like <laughs> what, what is she even referring to? Like, I don't, I, I don't, I never got the context. For it. She just said that, and you're just like.
0: Uh huh. Now, didn't you? I mean, there was the whole big trend back in the '70s where if you wanted a better grade, you have to commit a school shooting. I, I, you know, I, did I, you miss that? I, I mean, I, I was born in '88, but
1: you know, I'm a '90s baby, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I miss, I guess I missed that part of life. Too too late for that. But like, what? That was such like a weird comment. I didn't know how to. I was like, what does What does that even mean? What is she What is she talking about? Maybe Maybe it was to make radishes like. Longing looks at her, be like, "Oh man!" But he wants her, and he doesn't know how to get her. <gasps> she doesn't understand his love. Was that? Was that? Was that the point? Like,
0: I, I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell if he was into her or if he was just really, really awkward.
1: Oh no, he's definitely both. into her. He was hundred percent into her.
0: Hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Later on, he's like, "You got a pretty face, babe."
0: I don't remember that saying. Oh, he's but, he's a fucking obvious. A lot of this dialogue in this movie I just completely glossed over. Like it's it's so banal. Well,
1: anyway. Actually, you know, part part of him actually makes me kind of wonder like, and okay, this is this might I dunno, this might sound mean, and I don't mean to sound mean. But he does he seem like to be made possibly on the spectrum a little bit to you?
0: Like, I was I, getting that impression I, too. I, I'm thinking, like, or like, at the head very head least he was played that way. Like he doesn't understand social cues. Continue.
1: Yeah, and no, I and I agree, like his, his social cues, his affect, like his speech pattern, like the more I think about it like, oh, that could actually kind of like probably not intentional, probably it's bad writing. But like, like oh maybe that's that's interesting. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Anyway, so we cut on over to Courtney and Seductive Blonde uh, back in their room, um, and they're kind of talking back and forth again. There's this scene where Seductive Blonde opens the door, and a book falls to the floor, and we get this really pathetic jump scare. And she's just like, did you do that? Did you put the book on top of the door? Me? No. You don't think I did that, did you? And, I don't know. That goes nowhere. Yeah.
1: Because, like... (laughs) Are we to think that the killer randomly came in and did that? Like, what was the point? Like, nobody ever admits that later. Nothing that never comes up again. Somebody snuck into their room, put her book on top of the door, and just fucking left, and it's never <laughs> talked about again.
0: Never, ever, ever.
1: It's yeah. So, so weird. Uh,
0: Padding the runtime, I guess. I don't know.
1: I yeah. I get. I, I probably just a jump scare. They're like, we'll get a jump scare here. Great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at this point, it is thirty-nine minutes into the movie, and we've only had one kill. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Or two, I guess. Did the girl in the car get killed too? I'm assuming so. It was off screen though.
1: Yeah, we never saw it. Actually, I think or, they, yeah. they probably, they probably they, we hear about it later when the students talk about it. I'm, I'm sure yeah. they probably were like, they both died. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so the next thing that really kind of, like a couple of things happen, a couple interactions happen. Um, well, actually a fun fact uh, from that video I was talking about it before on um, the good bad flixing, they did mention that that scene with um, Lisa, blonde hair girl and frizzy hair girl, apparently was like the first scene they shot. And they had a 30-day shoot schedule. And they they, they were going to try to film in order, I guess. And they filmed that scene. And that scene took, like, four days to film. How? I I don't... I guess out of, like, four days of filming, they got, like, three minutes of usable footage. And they were like, (laughs) fuck, we're so far behind schedule. (laughs) Because they just kept messing up. Because, like, none of the characters knew each other. None of the characters knew how to act. So they were just like, of course, this is going to take forever. Um, That also explain why it's a little slow. Um, But anyway, so after that... um, we cut to Gary, who's doing this little, like, James Bond sneaking around uh, the uh, professor's offices. And he gets the uh, chemistry test. And as he gets it, you see the killer, like, walk by. The, so he's, like, in Oh, wait, the wait, wait, wait.
0: Before that, before that. Before now, that? We, we, we have to go cover all of the drama in this movie, okay? Okay, sorry. So, ditzy blonder, naive blonde, is dating... Gary. What's his name? Gary, that's the one. <laughs> is dating gary and gary gave her his fraternity pin and if the fraternity brothers find out that she has his pin they're gonna tie him naked to the tree and blow the fire extinguisher in his face
1: which is called treeing by the way they it's, it is a thing that happens at this college enough that they just call it treeing.
0: <laughs> also the two of them are in love apparently
1: they're, they're so in love
0: super okay continue i can't i can't i can't even
1: so gary in in an attempt to you know get into fraternity and win his love he uh he goes and steals this uh chemistry test and like as in the professor's office like you see the door behind and you have this like awkward like double take of like the killer walking by you know the full shot of him (laughs) walking by the window kind of stopping backing up a little bit looking and seeing gary in there be like huh and then keep kept keep walking on and, uh, so you think something's going to happen to Gary. But nope. Gary just fucking leaves. And, um, yep,
0: nothing happens. On, on and his, I, had, hmm? I want to reiterate, too, this is the scene where he's wearing the shirt that says Gary on the very back of it. And I'm like, thank you.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> where I learned his name, too. Yeah, that scene. <laughs> but uh, he, he gets out. He he goes down the stairs. And the fraternity brothers jump him. And they're like, whoa, good job, man. You got us the test. Woo, whoa. You can be, you totally have what it takes to be a fraternity brother. Whoa. and uh, But they're like, but, uh, where's your pin? And they realize <laughs> he doesn't have his pin on him, so they pick him up and run him out of the building, which, again, if you're trying to, like, sneakily steal a chemistry test, maybe making a giant ruckus inside the building and then, like, outside the... Like, running around outside the building probably isn't the way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And they bolt out and tie him to a tree. Like, strip him naked, tie him to a tree, spray him with a fire hose, spray him with, um... Uh, not... not Shaving uh,
0: cream, or uh, whipped cream, too. Whipped cream. And they take put- a... I think you're just about
1: to get to it. Go for it. Oh, yeah. They they open up his... Pull back his undies and uh, fill him up with That's ice. That's the one. Um, and <laughs> at one point, he's, he, there's blood on him, I think. I can't tell. Uh, he's they definitely... Have, I can't tell if it's, like, blood or lipstick. I think it's blood because, like, it's, like, on his leg and on his arm and stuff. So at some point, he starts bleeding. I don't know if that was on purpose, if the actor did that. Um, but um, do that, time, and then just leave him. <laughs> um it's it's a weird scene. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, like, it's they like it's weird too because they like tie his wrist and like tie the rope around a couple times. After that, it's mm-hmm. it's all, it's, all, it's a very weirdly execu- executed scene. Um, yeah. Basically, they just leave him there, and they're like, mm. "All right." And they, and they basically like, they leave him there, but they also I think are kind of supposed to be helpful because they they tell one of the girls there to go find um, the girl who likes him. His bay, they're like, go find him, and, and you know, you get him off, essentially. So, like, uh-huh. I think they didn't. I don't think they actually intended to leave him there all night. I think they intended her to go get the other girl and bring her back.
0: Yeah, based based on what I understand about this, the, what the movie puts forward with this hazing ritual, it's a common thing. Uh, so, if you lose a pin, then you are tied to a tree, stripped naked, and have all that shit done to you. And then the only person who's allowed to take you down as a security guard, kind of mentions earlier uh, later on. Is Bay is the only one who can come out and bring you down, okay. and that's it. Right, that yeah, that, that's what I heard. Okay, that's what I assumed, and I don't know if this is a Hollywood idea of college or if this is something that really, really happens. I mean, I know hazing happens in fraternities, but to this extent, I, I, I don't know. I yeah, honestly it's, don't. it's a little
1: weird. But uh, mm-hmm. so from so while he left out there, um, we uh, the, the girl goes to find his girlfriend, can't find her anywhere at first, um, and we kind of cut back to the fraternity, and brown hair and wild men are there. And like brown hair gets a call and he's just like and somebody's like, I want pills Like and and the it's like and the guy's like, Oh man, I don't have any pills and he's like, Wait, we should go rob the uh rob the gym. They have pills in the gym. Do you realize we can, we can make a killing? Like, if we can get tests, we can get pills And Wild Man is like, Yeah, let's do it and So he like takes off his like uh his his wild man shirt, uh so you know, sprays his body down with like axe essentially, sprays it in his mouth and then like whips out a bottle whips out a thing of um of uh, whiskey and like use that as mouthwash spits on the floor <laughs> like and apparently i think i think from the uh, they uh they said that um they got i think tennessee whiskey or something that, like that to like they got them to be like to fund them a little bit so that they could get free have it on set have free whiskey on set which i guess the actors drank a lot and like had to be told to stop at one point uh-huh. cuz they're just getting wasted and going to go on set and they're like you guys look f- fucking terrible stop this <laughs> um <laughs> But basically um, we, we learned that Brownshirt actually stole the gym keys from Nerd at one point and they to go bully him after he uh, reported the license plate uh, so like, we can use these keys to go break into the gym and get the pills. Um, so that's their plan. And while they do that, Greg is back on the tree. And what, what happens there?
0: Uh, so, security guard comes on over and uh, basically he says, Hey, uh, could you take me down? And security guard is just like, No, I can't mess with tradition, boy. What you've been done here, you've been done treed. <laughs> and he's like, I hope you have a bay coming to rescue you. Um, and then we kind of, he goes away and wait, we cut away kind of to another. But before another he goes away,
1: which, what did you do then? What does he do?
0: Oh, he doesn't he pour something on them, like whiskey or something? Yeah, he's like he's like, I can't do that, but I
1: can give you a drink. He's like, Alright and so he goes to get the drink, he's like, How about on the rocks? And he pours it on his ice covered dick.
0: <laughs> That's right. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's that we get some more bullshit where naive blonde is like well i'm in love with him blah blah blah, with all the girls and he's like oh but poor gary are you gonna leave him there all right well that's a silly old fraternity you know but i guess you're right i shouldn't leave him naked to the tree overnight
1: dude she and, she goes from like i'm gonna leave him to i'm gonna go get him and have sex with him in like a second like i don't know what changes oh, yeah. her mind she's like it's fine he deserves it, being part of that fraternity and she's like but fuck, it, I'm going to go get him and fuck him. And you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And cool. then Courtney
0: is just like, good for you, go get him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's, that's it's, an actual line of dialogue. Just like, I won't leave him naked to the tree all night. Good for you, go get him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then what, what happens to Gary, though?
0: Uh, Gary's. So we get this scene where he's back on the tree, and then there's like noises behind the tree, and we like fully expect, ooh, it's the killer behind the tree. And it probably is, I guess. Um, but. The ropes are cut and he is let go and he's able to get escape. But then when he looks around the tree, nobody is there mm. at all. And then the killer comes out and snaps him to death.
1: Dude, I, I fucking love that scene. Like, because he, he gets, he gets, he gets, uh, you know, he gets off the tree. Um, and he's like, it's funny though because he's like, he's like, is anybody there? Well, that's a stupid question. Somebody's got to be there. Who is it? And he's, like, walking away from the tree. And then the killer fucking – so after the killer cuts him free, he climbs the tree and then, like, drops onto him from the tree (laughs) and just stabs the shit out of him. Like, I love this movie because, like, it's not, like, a dramatic, like, dramatic stab. It's literally, like, he goes to people and just keeps fucking stabbing them. Uh It's insane. Um, It's great. Um, And so he does that. Um, And then after he does that, that's when the bay arrives. And so the bay is like, Gary, where's Gary? And she finds his Gary shirt is actually tied back to the tree, so I guess the killer decided to tie up his shirt like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Gary shoes pants. are there too has Gary's shoes are there,
0: uh-huh. yeah. Panic. It's a slow trail of clothes up against the observatory. What is this building? I have no idea what
1: the, fuck the building is. That's a great question. Okay,
0: it's a building with a dome on top of it. It looks fairly industrial, like it's, it's an observatory it's an dome or of some, some sort, some power plant maybe, or something oh. like that, or storage container, like a silo. I don't
1: yeah, know. At first, I thought it was a water tower, and then I was like, no, that's not a water tower. Uh-huh. I don't know. But
0: it, she goes up looks there. Industrial.
1: And because uh, she sees, like, she sees the, the silhouette of somebody up there. She's like, Gary, what are you doing up there, Gary? And she goes up and she uh, she finds his pants and she picks up his pants. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to bring these pants up. Sweet. Uh, and then as she gets up there, um, she like, kind of questions, like, I didn't, I think even she even talks to herself, too, and is like, do I really know that was Gary? And the light turns off. And she's like, fuck. So she makes a run for it. And she runs down the stairs um, around the corner and starts running. It's just about to clear the building. And now she's about to run past the building. She gets fucking clotheslined grabbed in the face and gets pulled around the corner um, mm-hmm. and apparently in real life he, the guy who did that accidentally slammed her face against the side of the wall so
0: yeah I read that too that's not good
1: <laughs> um, but uh and actually as I was reading uh, that the guy in the video was also talking about apparently like every time somebody left every time somebody died in the movie to save money they just sent them off they stopped paying them so they leave so like when you died in the movie you were done in the movie and you are sent home
0: you die in the movie you die in real life exactly in terms of your
1: career <laughs> um so yeah, so that, we so, cut
0: back to uh wild man wow. and wild man is back in the gym and he is rooting through the pills that he has procured and he is doing like the worst job of putting the pills away. Like he's he's got them on a table and he's kind of trying to scrape them into his hand, but as he's like pushing them into his hand, like five or six of them just fall onto the floor. Oh, like a huge mess. Yeah, it, it's it, it's so dumb. He
1: literally there's still there's like so there's eight different pill bottles. Instead of taking the pill bottles, he empties every pill bottle onto the fucking table. Yeah, and then just scrapes it into his hand, like palms them. Which, like, given that most pills dissolve in, like, water and stuff, he just nice, fucking sweat your hand all over it. It's going to be gross. Like, God, who? what a fucking idiot. Um, and I love it, too, because he, like, so he's also trying to rough up the place a little bit and make it look like it was um, cabbage or radish. And uh-huh. so he just, like, he looks over, like, sees him, he, like right before he leaves, he, like, sees a, a trophy and just, like, smashes against the table to break off the end of it and leaves. Yes. <laughs> uh but what happens when he uh, when he walks out of the uh gym office?
0: So he walks out of the gym office and he's in the middle of the gymnasium and it is completely dark except for one single spotlight in the middle of the court and there's some buzzing that happens and so then he kinda wanders on into the middle of the court, things are a little bit spooky, and then he sees the murderer standing um in the court. So you know, most of the victims in these movies, they kind of just run away or they're just like, oh, no, Wildman doesn't do that. Wildman fucking charges at him. <laughs> and Wildman gets his ass handed to him. Yep. Oh, God. It's this big prolonged fight scene. Pills are splaying all over the place um, where they fight in the, courts, yeah, or in, in the courts. And then they fight near the bleachers and then they fight in the weight room as well. Uh, but finally, he meets his end where he goes over to a uh, pulley machine and basically uh, garrets him to death using one of the free weights, uh, one of the cords. And Wild Man is no longer a Wild Man. He does not even lift, bro.
1: And apparently, you know, another twist of tragedy uh, apparently the guy again the stunt coordinator is the guy who plays the killer and he also fucking hurt wild man and like during the scene hurt, hurt the actor and i think also like slightly choked him like with, with, with those jaws. he like, actually had tied those things around him <laughs> yep. so good great yep. job these, these, these yep. actors were being treated very well
0: so this is the part of the movie where they realize oh shit we have a lot of these characters and we all need to kill them all very very quickly so it's just like scene after scene of just like death 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 yeah um we get another weird scene with um, a nerdy dude, Radish, and Courtney. I think this is the scene where he's just like, People die every day. There's nothing abnormal about that. I'm not paranoid. I'm just facing unhappy facts. Yeah. Like, the way well, he, he talks is so interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, like, because well, he, like, he comes in and he comes in and he's like, Hey, you left your door open. Um, just, I wouldn't do that because, you know, it's bad to leave a door open because somebody might be killed. It's weird cause he says that because, like, nobody's been killed. He doesn't know anybody's been killed at this point. Um, <laughs> yes. And he's like, yeah. And so uh, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave. Like, he tries to offer a drink. She, she drinks some of the whiskey. And he's like, this is gross. Like, Whatever, fuck you. And he's like, <laughs> all right. And he leaves. He's like, he's like, can you do me a favor, though? Can you lock your door? And she's like, sure. So she g- closes her door. And then she hears knock because she has two doors for some reason to her dorm. It's like they, 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 they clearly just, like, I think this is, like, an old renovated dorm room. So I think that they may have knocked down a wall or something and renovated it. Uh-huh. And he walks over to the next door, he knocks on the door, she opens it, and it's him again. And he's like, just so you know, your face is really pretty, or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that same and He's like, i no, lock your door, too. And then he walks yep. out, and he's like, that was stupid, kid. I can't believe you said that. And, like, <laughs> again, it's supposed to be their cute little relationship, but it's just fucking awkward. It's terrible. It is
0: very, very awkward. Um, yep.
1: But then we cut back to my best friend, Brown Shirt, who at this point has changed into a cream coat. And I wouldn't call him cream coat for the rest of the film, except he actually says his name's Mark. <laughs> right before he dies.
0: Now he is—he's a brown shirt man. He's brown shirt then, and he's a brown shirt now. It's not the brown shirt on the outside; it's the brown shirt on the inside.
1: You're right. You're right. All right. All right. So, brown shirt, <laughs> cream coat, Mark. Uh, he starts. He, go, he goes into the gym. Starts. Looks on. He's like this guy made a mess and starts picking up all the pills. Like, ha ha ha. Cause he's picking up the pills off the floor. Cause that's what you do when you want to give kids pills, I guess. Um, and he <laughs> finds the body of wild man, uh, shoved upside down into one of the lockers and those lockers, like, I don't know how the fuck he fit that body in there. Uh, it's very, I'm really impressed. Um, there's definitely like expanded on the inside and just the opening for the movie. Um, and he finds the lockers. He's like, Oh shit. And like throws the pills down. Um, and runs to his car. But When he gets to his car, the headlights pop up because one of those fancy little cars with the popping up headlights. So he's like, "Shit!" And he runs away. Um, and this like really trippy xylophone music starts playing. Uh, and he goes into the gym through the back door and lock and like locks it. Has a lot of trouble locking it. Like takes forever to fucking lock it. Finally locks it. And he's like in like the boiler room of the gym. I don't know. It's like he fucking walked into like Freddy Freddy's nightmare or something. Um, uh-huh. And he sees like two doors. And there's one door that's like danger, don't enter. And there's, and there's another one that says danger, don't enter. And he, like, looks at one, looks at the other, It's like, nah, man, that door fucking sucks. I don't, I don't know why, but, like, he does not want to, he decides that one of the doors is shitty to go through. And He, like, shakes his head. Yeah. It's just like, he, like, that's the wrong door. Fuck that door. I guess that door <laughs> technically is in the direction of where the killer was. I don't know. Um... And he goes to the other door, and this other door opens up to like this kind of hallway. At the end of the hallway, there's an exit <laughs> sign, and there's like a janitor's mop and a bunch of little buckets and like these those big kind of round tubs um, or and barrels. A trash can? Uh, yeah.
0: No, I think it's a barrel. Yeah, not a trash can. And
1: he starts walking down, and out from one of the barrels pops the killer, and he just stabs him right through with a knife, and like immediately kills him.
0: Well, it's like a pop up pirate. who's just like, <laughs> hey, like ask with the grouch. Just like ask with the grouch Killer.
1: <laughs> See, I'm just imagining the scenario where he took the other door. And the and the killer's in the fucking dark in this fucking tub, just like <laughs> Is he coming? Is he coming? Like how did he get in there? How do he know what's gonna be on? Like like geez, this killer like fucking thinks shit through the last minute. This guy like or was he there the whole time? Like I don't know. Like like I I I, I love it and I'm confused. <laughs> yes. But I just I want there to be an alternate cut where he's just like, Hello? Yep. Go through this door. It's the better door. <laughs> um,
0: Do I want to take this door? No, you don't. You're <laughs> right. I shouldn't. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: but yeah, to, to, his, to his defense, though, he did pick the door that had an exit sign on it. But like,
0: you know. That's true. You know, Brown hey. Shirt does have some uh, some brain cells a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Radish uh, comes to the gym as well. And I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot why Radish is here.
1: So Radish, um, Radish's job is to go over um, take inventory of the equipment. And that's why, uh, this, that's that's why he answer, had yeah. the keys that Brown Shirt stole from him earlier.
0: Okay, so he's doing that late at night. Got it. Okay, yeah. as you do. Because
1: that's why, that's why he leaves... Uh fuzzy hair to go do it yes that.
0: yes yes so anyway um he is cleaning up in the locker room and then he opens up a locker and then it's brown shirts and he actually is wearing his brown shirt at this point oh my god you're right
1: he took got the cream coat
0: <gasps> yes he didn't know the killer took it off for him damn that's really nice when him. he dies yeah he must always be rebound <laughs> the,
1: the, the killer's like you were brown shirt you motherfucker If I wasn't gonna kill him until I put on a new coat he's like no <laughs> that's not you bro that's not you
0: it's like the equivalent of a friend deleting your internet browser history. Like, ooh, I can't, I can't let you see your corpse be seen with this coat on there. Now it's got to be a brown shirt. Exactly. <laughs> and
1: actually, yeah. I actually really like it because, like, so like in most movies, some people stand are like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And like, uh he he does he picks up the phone and tries to call the sheriff, and the, and the sheriff is like, "Bitch, you cried wolf before. I'm not, I'm not coming." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Fine, you know what? I'll take care of this myself then." And he does the the, the smart thing to do at this point, and he just fucking sprints out of there, mm-hmm. which like I love because I think you don't see that in movies. Like I feel like if I was like if somebody was like I'm like oh shit somebody's stalking me and like you know I'm sneaking around and I'm like in a room these these killers, yeah fucking just sprint the fuck out of there. Like what, what are you gonna do?
0: Like yeah, always the best. And run. it's That's a okay. full on run too. Like he is
1: booking it. Yeah, uh-huh. he's out, and he like. Dude, it's awesome. Uh, I, I, uh-huh. I love that. And he just sprints across the entire campus <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and makes the way back to Frizzy Hair's room. Um, yes. And I, I thought this was interesting. So he, he knocks on the door. He's like, uh Frizzy Hair Girl, Frizzy haired Girl. And the killer just like fucking is in Frizzy Hair Girl's room, punches through the door, grabs him, and like pulls him into it. Like, again, he had great planning, so he knew exactly where that guy was going, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe he just really wanted to kill Frizzy Hair Girl, but.
0: Maybe, but the nice thing about this is Frizzy Hair Girl is out getting a you know, refreshing Pepsi at this point. Well, obviously, you know. Yeah, so she's no longer there. No.
1: Nope. But
0: what happened uh, uh So we go to cut to Seductive Girl, and Seductive Girl is in a art studio of some kind, yes. I guess. And we get our one nude scene of the movie where she slowly takes her clothes off and then lays down on the couch. Um, a couch, is it? It's a couch. Something? It's a silk-covered couch. Covered it couch. couch. It is- yeah, it's like draped. It's it's a very otherworldly feel to this room. Um and then frizzy hair girl comes on back and she sees dead radish in the doorframe and she of course thinks it's a prank. Oh, come on, radish. You scared me to death. Oh my, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> radish? Radish, are you okay? And then she realizes, "Oh, yeah, he's actually dead, dead, dead." But
1: that goes on for, like a salt that, that that goes on for, like as long as the fucking laughing in Velosa Like, Like scene from me like, "You're joking." You're still joking. Why are you joking? Stop joking. Uh-huh. Like, it's... <laughs> but then, you know, we get to see that, that, that great scream that you, you talked about before. Oh, yeah.
0: I... The one that keeps repeating over and over and over again.
1: Where she's just screaming in the hallway and knocking on every door and, like, not making her way away from the murdery room. Just kind of standing mm-hmm. near it as she goes and notes things on every door when she knows that yep. she's the only one there. I don't know. It's weird.
0: hmm Yep. Uh, anyway, then we cut back over to uh, Seductive Blonde, and someone comes into her little art studio, and she thinks it's the professor, but obviously it's the killer, so we get that slow scene where it's just like, oh, I can promise you form and texture and all of that, and then she looks up at who's actually seducing her, and, whoop, nope, it's the killer, and she gets stabbed, and we get a little artsy scene where the drops of blood pour over all the paintings and a little splash, a little Jackson Pollock elements on it, which I'm sure what the director intended
1: Ended. I, I, love, um, I love how she doesn't notice it's the killer until she smells his hand. Yes. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, he like, puts his hand on her. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm so into this. And she like, smells his hand. It's like, that doesn't smell like my <laughs> professor. <laughs> doesn't like old man. I know that smell. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, wondering. Like, what, like, I, I, I wonder like, if the director is like, all right, yeah, sniff his hand. And that's when you uh-huh. realize it's not your lover. And then she's like, oh, drama. <laughs> and he again just stabs her. And um, yep. the thing about this movie is actually, um, I guess they originally were going for, like, so this is pre-PG-13. But they were going for like the lightest R they could get because they wanted this, they wanted kids to see this, so that's uh-huh. why there's not a lot of blood in this movie. Whether, whether you don't no, see a no. lot of stabbing? Like you see the the raising of the knife, you don't see the, the plunging of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's great. This was kind of a great example of that, where you just see the knife kind of go across the screen into it, You don't actually see her ever get stabbed.
0: Yep, yep. So then we kind of get to a, um, do, 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 do. a little chase scene with Courtney and the killer. Wait, they Courtney kind of make already? their way through.
1: What's up? Is Courtney a frizzy haired girl?
0: Courtney is frizzy haired girl. Okay, it's the main goddamn character, Andrew. All right. <laughs> Listen, I know she doesn't have a name on the back of her shirt, but you can remember one name, and it's Courtney.
1: No, I remember Gary or Greg, and I <laughs> didn't remember that really. No, I remember Radish. Radish. I know Radish. <laughs>
0: Radishes. Oh, <there's> always <laughs> be Radish. Uh, yeah. So we get our prolonged chase scene. I mean, there's really not much to talk about uh, there, the chase what, scene.
1: What are, what are you talking about?
0: Okay, then you go ahead. So,
1: because she knows that that feisty girl is in the uh, in the in the music room, so she goes there to go after she finds Radish's body, and she's like, "Oh no, where is she?" She can't find her, um, and she like looks forward and then turns around, and you turn around and you just see the killer fucking walk down the stairs, the most casual as fuck, like walking down behind her, going down, like trapes down the stairs, turns around the corner, goes and goes to the piano room. And closes the door behind him. And that's when she turns around. And she's like, huh? like, uh, slutty friend, are you there? And, um, so she goes and opens the door and the killer's just standing there. <laughs> like He like went down, closed the door, turned around, to wait for her to come after him. And then he's like, her? And like, so she runs away. And uh, he, you know, Jason walks after her um, while she sprints around. And she actually does some weird kind of shit. Like she, hide behind a bush quickly. It's like, nah, that's not good. Hide behind a trash. Like, nah, that's not good. And then it does a pretty cool thing of like, Running and then climbing up in over a window into the cafeteria, which I kind of liked. I don't know how he found her in there because like he wasn't inside of her. so I was actually kind of like applauding the character at that point, but he he finds her and unlike her instead of opening the window, he fucking just smashes it. Um, mm-hmm. So she runs away and hides in the kitchen dishwashing area and she's like, oh, she blocks the door. she's safe except what she doesn't notice is that he rides a, like a tray conveyor belt down into the uh, the dishwashing area to get to her and it's it's fucking ridiculous and great um uh so she runs away she runs away uh finds uh security cop sleeping in his car and I can't tell if he's supposed to be dead or just passed out drunk
0: I I don't can't really tell either, but the sheriff does show up at this point, and he's just like, "Hey, Milton, security guard, do or Mitch or whatever his name was. Uh, you know, you ready to go fishing? Are you ready to go bow hunting? Whatever it is yeah. their hobby is, yeah." And he's got his barrel and arrow on him, and he's like, "Let's do it, man! Woo!" Um, but Courtney is moving up the clock tower from the very beginning of the movie and he kind of notices her running across campus in there. So he decides to follow her as well with his bow and arrow. And as the killer slowly stalks her all the way up and then he does arm his bow and arrow and it's just like, Oh, Hey, knife attacking this young girl. Guess what? I'm going to shoot you. So he's like, stop or I'll shoot. And he doesn't stop. And what? then he fires the bow
1: and arrow at him. Hmm. I, I, I decided before he said the, the big reveal, I, I love yeah. that, like, he's like, stop or I'll shoot. And I feel like it's the most, like, inquisitive, like, he kind of, like, moves the knife towards you while looking at the guy, like, like, like this? Like, if, if I do this, you'll shoot me? <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> that was the most questioning stab ever. Like, it was like, like will he really do it? like... like <laughs> Just, like test the water by slowly moving the knife towards it. It was such like an inquisitive yes. little stab. Like it was, I love it. One hundred
0: percent agree. I love it. Uh, yeah. So that happens, and then he fires the bow and arrow at him, and he completely catches it out of midair. Oh yeah. Which apparently, again, according to IMBG trivia and should be taken with a grain of salt, that was something that Timothy Raynor, the actor, could actually do. Like he was trained to do. Yeah. That.
1: Like well, he's like a uh-huh. martial artist, and like that's like one of the things he fucking do. He like insists uh-huh. on.
0: Yeah. No, it was definitely sped up. Like, you could tell that they sp- sped some frames up, but that's it. But it, it's really impressive catch. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks on down as the sheriff runs on up, and then he just kind of stabs him to the middle of the chest, like, ah, I'm going to get you. Whoop! no, I'm not.
1: Yep. Well, I love this, too, because it's not even, like, this killer is, like, super strong. He just, like, fucking takes people down. Like, he's never seen yep. super strong. He's never seen as, like, super alive. He's just, like, like, never, like not super, like, he's never non vulnerable. He just fucking, like... Stabs people, but that, that's his thing, yep. and he does it well.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so we go back to um, Courtney, and the killer decides to go up for Courtney as well, but Courtney manages to overpower him with the power of wood. Well, he, she breaks off a banister.
1: Well, because he like he he goes after her, and unlike his you know practice swipe earlier, he steps forward this time and actually like steps on a piece of rotted wood, which apparently that building <laughs> was actually rotting, and. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> His foot falls through, and he gets kind of stuck there. And then she yeah, beats the shit out of him, a piece of wood.
0: Yep, and he does. Uh, or she does, and he ends up falling to his death from the very, very high floor. There's a great shot where it's very, very clearly a dummy, and he falls all the way down. No, no, um, I think it wasn't I, a dummy.
1: I think I think I, think I was at watching, it right it, and now. they said that it was actually a person. It was they, really, yeah. I think uh, in the, I, I remember correctly in the video I was watching. The guy said that. Um, he, uh, they, they didn't want to do that scene because it was like risking somebody's life. And he, like, uh-huh. like uh, apparently the guy, the killer was willing to fucking do it. He's like, I'll do that shit. I'll do that scene. that will be great. Wow. Um, and they're like, uh, no, we're going to hire an actual stunt guy for that. So he ended, they ended up going <laughs> over budget by like some thousands of dollars just to do that scene. Because of that.
0: Interesting. And the producers were pissed didn't at know him. That.
1: <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, so then after that, um, she, you know, we get this really weird, like, we get that, like, I don't know like Laurie Strode like I've been chased all night like slow exhausted walk down the stairs she goes back down and again it's not not to discredit what she's been through but like It's as if this character's been being chased the entire movie. It's been a long scene, and not just five minutes of when this Uh actually occurred at the end of the movie. (laughs) It's this huge, like, like thing, like as if, like again, like a Laurie Strode or something, like you know. Yeah, it it
0: goes on forever, and she's just like slowly walking all her way through. But she does get this really, really cool scene, and I do like this one where she walks on down to the very bottom of the stairs and slowly approaches the killer's body, and then sees the knife next to his hand, picks up the knife. And then just decides to go to town on it. Well, like, he grabs her leg. She stabs him. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And then he just she stabs him like 12 different times. It's well, an obscene amount. It's wonderful. Apparently I like, think the video
1: I learned is uh I guess originally so they tried to when they went submit this for ratings, it actually it got a um an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. And the only reason was because in the original cut she stabbed him like 18 or 20 times and they're like, <laughs>
0: yeah, I heard that like, too. That's insane. So uh <laughs>
1: so they, yeah, they brought it, like 12 or something. <laughs> uh-huh. But... <laughs> that, yeah, I love that scene. I love that like she just like it's you know it's it's like that uh what's what's that movie where like uh it's, it's like Scream right where Scream where like where where they down Billy Loomis and then mm. and then he goes to get up and she just like, shoots him immediately in the face and it's like nah bro like we know that was gonna happen <laughs> it's so good
0: mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah. and then she immediately walks out sits down the steps and the credits roll it's very abrupt
1: <laughs> yeah. But I kind of I like that. I liked it because I felt like it was a very, like, I don't know, like a very, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's the end of, like, it's a, yeah, like, what the fuck do you do at the end of that? Like, you know, you go and find help, but like she's been trying to do it the entire time that hasn't been working for her. Like, I liked that it was just kind of like a weird, like, it was the killer's done and now her life is kind of like.
0: Yeah. Gone. I mean, there wasn't much else going on in the movie. Everybody else is dead. But uh, yeah, there we are. And that was Final Exam. So again, in terms of slasher films I've seen, I would probably write this somewhere near the bottom. The characters aren't particularly interesting. The kills aren't very interesting. I mean, it's you you get what you see, honestly. Uh And it, it definitely is very obvious it was just trying to ride on the curtails of Friday the 13th and Halloween and Black Christmas and all those others that came in the years before it. So for slashers, there are better ones to see, honestly.
1: Yeah, like, they are definitely better ones, but I thought, like, I don't know, I guess, for, for me as somebody who, like, this is, I don't know, I guess this this is, like, my favorite genre of movie, so, like, uh-huh. I, I, I will would, would watch it. Like, I've watched all the the Nightmare on Elm Street and, like, I've watched all the Friday the 13th movies, like, this is just, like, a later sequel. It's just a random killer. Mm-hmm. And I've almost feel, like, the cast, like, I always feel, like, the stereotype characters in these movies are so fucking funny. Like, when you see, when there's this list of characters you've seen a million times before, and they're just, like, here's our version, like, Here's our, like, Jim Belushi, you know, Animal House guy. There he is. Like, they just, like, pick characters from other movies and toss them into this one. It's it's hilarious. Yep. That's true.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I mean, the very fact that we're calling all these characters by their defining character traits is, uh, you know... How much it is.
1: You know, so. I'm sure the actors love that. I'm sure they, they, really, they really appreciate
0: how well they noticed. <laughs> I, I, I did on IMDb. I checked out every actor's main page. The only one who went on to do anything else is Radish. Really? Uh, Joel, Right. I mean, it's not much. He is actually a producer now. Do you remember Cyberbully? The ABC family one? Yes. He produced that shit.
1: <laughs> He's going places. He's going places. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you just had to step behind the camera a little bit more. Um, seductive blonde was in a couple other horror movies or just like schlock movies it looks like. The Waltons, Santa Barbara the TV series. Oh, that's she was in of our lives. There you go. That's that's Uh-huh. Yeah. Something. Okay, I'm looking at this IMDb page right now. There are only 4 actors that actually have pictures on their profile. Courtney, Radish, Lisa, and the killer.
1: Well, you know, those are the most important characters. That's that's fine. Like, it's I wish Wildman had his own like you know <laughs> film series, but it's okay.
0: Uh, and then the actress for Courtney. Uh, if you go to her IMD page, the only credit is this movie, and then the picture itself is just a still from the
1: movie. Wait, wait, does Brownshirt have a name? What's the Brownshirt actor's name?
0: Brownshirt is. I know his name's Mark. Mark. John Fallon, and he is in Final Exam and Mississippi. Or the Mississippi, the TV series. Oh, and what, that's it.
1: That classic movie show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a one-hour drama. I'm hoping he wears a,
1: bl- a brown shirt in it. That would be that'd, that's his character.
0: <laughs> that's that's what he needs to do. That's really what he needs to do. So, that a brown shirt.
1: So our next movie is one of my favorite movies, uh, Detention, uh, by the guy who made that movie Torque, which I still haven't seen, which I'm probably gonna watch now for this move for this review for the next review because I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this movie. It's it's terrible, but I love it. I've gotten like three other podcasts to review it back in the day when I, when I was like, hey, can you review this movie for me? And I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, so they're all great.
0: Yeah. Ab- yep. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. Any final thoughts, Andrew?
1: No. Nah, uh, it's a, you know, great movie. I, I, right. I definitely, like, I don't know. I feel, like it's, I feel like it's worth for like, you know, like when it's Halloween and you're trying to do that 30 days of horror challenge, I'd say it's going through on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you've seen all the Friday the 13th movies and all the Halloween movies and all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and all the Hellraiser movies and all of that, eh, Hellraiser's not really a slasher.
1: Uh, but, the, yeah. that, you know, their movies get really bad, though.
0: They do. Oh, God. They very, very Man, much do.
1: They, they, I watched them all in college and then continue to watch every new one that comes out, and I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's, it's my own personal torture. It's great. <laughs>
0: All right, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're very excited to be doing this School's Out Forever uh, series going on in. After the month away, we'll be returning to more traditional horror movies as well. Um, Once again, thank you so much to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with us on Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Bye.